0: Hello there, trust plays a huge role in relationships, but for most people, even though trust is a really important concept, it's an abstract one, what the hell is trust actually, if trust is an abstract construct, then how the hell are you supposed to figure out how to practically create it in your relationship, that's what I'm here to clear up today. beating around the bush, I'm just gonna come right out of the gate and tell you that in the spiritual field, essentially you've got a whole bunch of people who could never rely on anyone. That's what creates that turn in the direction of spiritual practice, in the direction of God or in the direction of the universe at large, is often being unable to rely on the people in their lives. It's a beautiful initiation, but it also is a coping strategy and so it often comes with a lot of shadow. I'll say this more clearly, spiritual practice can be a big fat way of coping with not being able to rely on anyone in your life. This means that many people in the spiritual field are gonna use universal truths or invent truths that justify and reframe that feeling of not being able to rely on anyone or anything into a good thing. Here are some examples. Follow your own guidance system, let everyone else worry about their own guidance system and then you can trust yourself to act in your own best interests, and you can trust the other person to act in their own best interest too. This way you'll never have to put the power over the way you feel in their hands. You will not be dependent on them to make you feel good. Or, everything you could possibly want or need is inside you. Or, the only person you can truly trust is yourself. Or, the only person who can fill up your cup and make you happy is you. Essentially, these ideologies even though they can be really beneficial for somebody from a certain vibrational set point, they portray the idea that there is something powerless or pathetic or less spiritual about depending on someone. So what's the result? In the spiritual field you have a whole demographic of people that are intensely empowered in their independence, but whom have incredibly distant and crappy relationships. I'm going to make the concept of trust incredibly simple for you. Simply put, trust is, I can rely on you to capitalize on my best interests. I want you to sit with that definition for a minute, just let it sink in. This is about as scientific as we can get with the concept of what trust actually is. Notice I didn't say, I can rely on you to capitalize my best interests above your own. Nor did I say you're completely responsible for my happiness. Trust is quite simply, I can rely on you to capitalize on my best interests. And this is what makes a relationship worth being in. Keep in mind that as we continue to expand and become more aware and become more conscious, Our idea about what is actually in our own best interests, will naturally shift. But this is not your excuse to usurp somebody else's idea of their own best interests by you thinking you know what's better for them than they know what's good for them. This is all too common in relationships. More simply put, in a relationship you don't get to do this, you know, I don't think you really know what's in your best interests. So we're just gonna go with what I think is in the best interests of you, because I know what's better for you than you know. Or what I think is good for me, is what's best for you too. So I'm just gonna trump your idea of your best interests with mine. This is what our parents did. This is in fact the main reason why we lost trust to begin with. When we think about losing trust, we think about big betrayals. We all know what those look like. There's a presumptive contract, something like don't sleep with other people when you're in a relationship and they go do it. That's a big betrayal. But trust really is built on the foundation of much smaller things. It's built on the foundation of regardless of what you say your best interest is, I'm not going to honor that. This may seem abstract in a personal setting but I want you to think about how this would work in a business setting or a professional setting. Imagine that two companies come together with the intention of creating a merger. To create that merger, obviously, each company has to think about their own best interests, and they have to find a win-win scenario for both. But imagine if one of the companies said, you know, I don't think you actually know what is best for you. In fact, I think that what's best for you is my terms and so let's just sign your name on the dotted line. In a business setting, obviously, one company would be like, peace out, no way in hell am I gonna sign that. But in relationships that are personal, we have a lot more on the line, so we tend not to just walk away. Instead, we sign our name on the line and then we build resentment, and then we feel taken for granted, and then our relationship turns into total crap, because we have no trust for the other person, because they did not consider our best interests when we made a decision. To understand this, using an example, let's say there's a couple. Person A in the relationship decides it's in his best interest to go sleep with someone he just met. But the best interest of person B is for the relationship with person A to be exclusive and committed. This means person A did not capitalize on person B's best interests. So, person B cannot trust person A. Person A is playing a zero sum game, where one person wins and the other loses. When person A has conflicting needs from person B, he did not consider person B's best interest and did not have a conversation to resolve the needs conflict in a way where both person A and person B's best interests were considered. It is easier for us to think about the way that trust actually practically works relative to a corporate scenario. When you have two companies that are trying to agree to terms in a relationship that is a business relationship, Both companies are presenting their own best interests and then they are working to come up with a win-win scenario that benefits both. It is no different in your personal relationships. It needs to be that exact same way. If it starts to be a zero-sum game, meaning I win and you lose, the relationship literally will dissolve. A relationship is a connection. It is not a burden. As some people would paint it out to be, it is an immense gift. But what do we know about gifts? When somebody gives us a gift, it is then our responsibility to caretake that gift according to the amount that we value that gift. Connection with somebody else, a relationship, works this same way. When you love someone, you're taking them as yourself, you're in fact creating oneness in physical form. For this reason, it no longer works to think only about your own best interests. Because if you are creating that atmosphere of oneness and union, you cannot hurt the other person without hurting yourself. The minute you develop a relationship with somebody, it is as if they have handed over to you the most vulnerable aspect of their being. We call this the heart. They have handed it to you, for your safe keeping, and you have done the same thing to them. Now some people in the spiritual field will tell you this is disempowerment. You should never give that much power to somebody else. But I am going to directly disagree. There is in fact nothing that is more brave than being willing to give the vulnerable aspect of yourself to someone else. In fact the opposite is cowardice. The highest form of bravery is the vulnerability to both give and receive those most vulnerable aspects of your being. Many people who dislike the idea of trust promote the idea that a good relationship is two self-focused people who are both completely responsible for their own happiness who occasionally meet in the middle to have sex or watch a movie or whatever together. I have never seen a successful relationship function like this. This is a relationship based on distrust. And a relationship based on mutual distrust is functional only because there is a mutual agreement to stay separate and not expect each other to capitalize on each other's best interests. Trust is the basis of a genuinely connected successful relationship. And in that kind of agreement, two people agree that because they are unified, they will hold responsibility for not only their own best interests, but also their partner's best interests. It is critical in every situation that you sit down with yourself and have a seriously self-reflective process that you're engaged with, that makes you aware of what you really want, of what you really need, of your best interests. This is the only way, of course, that you can create a win-win scenario. Yet again, think back to the corporations. Imagine a company coming to create a merger and being like, you know, I just really, I don't know what my company needs out of this. Not only is the other company going to be like, well, it's not really my job to know for you, nor can I, it's a perfect opportunity and open door for them to be like, okay, then I'm just going to set my terms and you're going to live by them. And if that's the case, then you find out where your best interests were in retrospect. That's going to create distrust as well. You've got boundaries, whether or not you know they exist yet. So figure out what you need and what you want and what your best interests are, so you can clearly communicate that to the other person. This is the only way to be on the same page with someone you're in a relationship with. For more about this, watch my YouTube video titled, Get on the Same Page. Without getting much further into the concept of trust, because it quite literally is as simple as, I rely upon you to capitalize on my best interests, I'm just going to jump right into a trust exercise that's going to assist you immensely in your relationships. Now a while back I did two episodes that went hand in hand with each other. They're on YouTube. I really highly suggest you looking them up. The first is called attunement. The second is called the octopus technique. Having an awareness of these two videos, of these processes that I put forth in these videos, is going to assist you incredibly when it comes to this next practice that I'm going to give you. It'll basically kick it up a notch. So if you want to, if you haven't yet, feel free to pause this video and go watch those through, or else watch those through after this video. So you can get a genuinely deep concept of what it means to attune to somebody or to step into their shoes. So obviously, trust is about capitalizing on someone's best interests. So obviously, you have to know what someone's best interests are. And how can you truly know that? By developing intimacy in your relationships. Intimacy can be whittled down to the concept of seeing into someone else, feeling into them, hearing them, understanding them. You have to comprehend a person's actual being in order to know what their best interests are. And in order to know what their perspectives of their own best interests are. So intimacy. Seriously important. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit down and imagine that you're leaving your own identity and preferences and perspective behind. You're going to imagine going into the other person's perspective. You're going to imagine being them. Feeling how they feel. Thinking how they think. Wanting what they want. Needing what they need. You're going to attune to them to the degree that you feel like you've lost your own identity and you are them instead. From that perspective, make it your responsibility to specifically feel into what their best interests actually are, in whatever situation or circumstance they are in or you are in together. What do they really want and really need? Even if you can see that what they subjectively think their best interest is is not in alignment with what is objectively in their best interests. Make yourself acutely aware of what their subjective best interest is, because it is valid. I want you to lose yourself in this journey work of discovering their best interests. When you come out of this experience, knowing now what their best interest is from their perspective, I want you to think about how you could go about capitalizing on their best interests. Or let's say that when you come out of this, you realize that their best interests conflicts with your best interests. There's a need conflict. This is the point in time where you need to start seriously brainstorming about a win-win scenario for the both of you, if it is possible. And if it is not, it's time to reevaluate your relationship with this person. Make it a game that you play. If there is no way to create a win-win scenario for both parties, Then you must know that you are headed towards an unintentional betrayal of trust. If you want to do this exercise with the other person, it's really fun to do that as well. You just sit down, you can face each other in meditation. You close your eyes and you imagine completely switching perspectives. And then from that standpoint, you want to see what each other's best interests are. And then after the exercise, once you've gained that awareness, you open your eyes and begin to openly communicate about a way to create a win-win scenario for both. Now what's really interesting to note is, just communicating that you have taken the, let's say, effort or care to put yourself in their shoes to become aware of their best interests, builds trust. Doing this exercise may seem incredibly simple, and it is. But the thing is, is that this is what we don't do in relationships. Before we take actions or say things, we don't think about the other person's best interests. We often bulldoze the other person with our own best interests. This is what happens in relationships when we're caught in a power struggle. We feel as if we have to usurp each other's best interests with our own or else our needs aren't going to be met. Because we're not doing what is so necessary in a relationship, which is to hand each other our hearts, and then take responsible care for what we have been given. Just imagine this for a minute. If you and I were in a relationship and you handed me your trust and I care took it, and I handed you my trust or my heart and you care took it, we wouldn't have a problem, would we? We'd be caring for each other's best interests. Here's the other thing. It may seem like effort but it won't seem like effort when you consider how much energy it takes to rebuild trust once you've broken it. It takes one minute to corrode trust in a relationship and potentially years to rebuild it, if ever. But don't panic because it is possible to rebuild trust. Rebuilding trust is about two people playing their part in the rebuilding. If you are the one who has lost trust in somebody, rebuilding trust is about the bravery and the willingness to give that vulnerability to them again when they demonstrate that they want you to and to take that risk. If you are the person who has corroded someone's trust, you're the one who's distrusted, trust is rebuilt by you demonstrating that you are going to capitalize on their best interests over and over again. Building trust in a relationship is really as simple as being aware of and capitalizing on each other's best interests. It is as simple as finding a meeting of minds about what a win-win scenario actually is. Don't usurp your own best interests with other people's best interests, but keep mindful of your connection with the people you love at all times. Before you act, ask yourself if your action is in alignment with the other person's best interests, or if your action is in opposition to their best interests. And you get to swallow the reality that if your action is in opposition to it, you quite literally should not be trusted in that circumstance by that person. Develop attunement and intimacy in your relationships so you can actually have awareness as to what other people's best interests are in each scenario. And it is time to accept the reality that it is in your best interest to capitalize on other people's best interests and to have them capitalize on yours. Have a good week.